The demand for energy is accelerating like never before. New sources are emerging and established ones are evolving. Collectively, all sources will provide the fuel needed to support future global demand. Here on the Energy Scale-Ups podcast, we explore and learn about the people and companies solving today's problems to produce tomorrow's energy needs. Here is your host, Jose Solis. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Halliburton Labs. Halliburton Labs works with early stage companies to help accelerate their growth by providing access to operational expertise, mentorship, as well as financing opportunities as companies prepare to scale. Enter to win their weekly giveaway at halliburtonlabs.com forward slash giveaway. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Energy Scale-Ups podcast. I'm your host, Jose Solis. And today I have a special guest, Jason Olbixson with Salesforce here in Houston. Jason, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Jose, thank you very much for having me. I'm doing awesome. Calling in from Houston, Texas. A little wet here, but besides that, doing okay. Awesome. Awesome. Jason, if you wouldn't mind, give the listeners a little bit of your background, your bio, and and talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I am a industry guy through my entire career, oil and gas guy. I'm currently at Salesforce, and my role is the industry go-to-market director and advisor for oil and gas. So what that means is I'm part of a broader energy team, which I'd love to talk about later, and I'm really focused on our strategy for oil and gas practice. Historically, I started my career in oil and gas right out of college. I worked for Unical out in Sugarland, Texas, before it was acquired by Chevron. Worked there for several years in various roles, doing revenue accounting, production accounting, things of that nature, then transferred over to a software company that probably a lot of people out there have run to, P2 Energy Solutions, and worked in a lot of capacities there. Product manager, business consultant, sales leader, just doing a lot of stuff to help take that products, their products to market in oil and gas, predominantly there within Upstream. And now here at Salesforce, I've been here a little bit over seven years and and really have covered the entire value chain. So worked really closely with our downstream customers, our oil field services and equipment customers, midstream and our upstream customers. So are you a native Houstonian? I think I got here in kindergarten. So we were originally located in Lubbock, Texas, and I I think we joke around. We got out of there as quickly as we could and luckily landed in Houston when I was about four or five. And so I've spent my entire career here. I did go to Trinity University in San Antonio. So went to San Antonio for four years for that. But besides that, I've been in Houston my entire life and love it here. That's awesome. And you mentioned that you were in some accounting roles before. Is that what you're trained in your background originally is in accounting? Yeah, I, I was business administration. So did a lot of finance and accounting. Man, I tell you, being a revenue accountant for an upstream company, that's a tough job. It's a bit of a grind because you have to close the books and there's some late nights there. So I enjoyed the experience. It was really good because it gave me a perspective of what you have to report out and how you go about doing it. But that was a tough gig and knew I wanted something more kind of consultative. So I, I really enjoyed where I've been the last you know 15 years after that. So how did you make that transition? Because Obviously, that's a really crucial role to be in, right? An accounting role with with any energy company, well, any company whatsoever, because accounting, you guys are telling the financial story of the business. You're making sure that the business is running right. Financially, it's in good health. And if you need to maybe adjust certain elements of a business, you're able to give that managerial point of view from your accounting information that you collect and put out, right? What was that transition like? And why did you choose to move in I mean, you mentioned wanting to be more of a consultative role, but why did you choose technology specifically? Yeah, it just felt like a good opportunity to help people with some of the challenges and struggles that I was experiencing firsthand. And I'd always been, you know, 
technology person from my personal life, you know, early adopter of things like iPhones and things of that nature. So I knew the value and power of technology. So I, I wanted to be able to leverage that and help other people leverage that to, you know, be more efficient, be more productive. And the cool thing about working for software companies, everyone, if anyone is interested, I think they really value people that have lived it and done it. So I was going to work for a software company that was providing software to help people do revenue accounting, production accounting, joint interest billing, things like that. So they wanted people that had actually done that firsthand because those are the people that can tell them, hey, it's tough if you do it this way, you need the technology this way. So they really valued that experience. And through my entire career, I think I bring a level of credibility when I'm talking to people about designing technology or how the value prop of that, because I've firsthand lived with leveraging technology to do my job in oil and gas and know where the struggles are. Yeah, I know that a lot of people that get into technology, they have similar stories and they want to solve their own problem, right? And so whenever they get involved with a company that has the technology that solves that problem, they can speak to it with conviction, right? And you can say, look, I, I know like what you're going through. I know the problem that you're having. And I've actually got, let me pull this out of my bag. I got the solution for you, right? And But it's not as like, hey, yeah, I know what you have. Like, here's what you need. I have no idea really what you're talking about, right. but I've been trained to say this, right? Exactly. I mean, I could tell them, hey, I've been there on you know day six of an accounting close cycle, staying up till midnight doing prior period adjustments. I know how painful that is. I know our technology has a streamlined way to do that. So instead of staying here till midnight, you're going to be able to leave at 5 p.m. And I know firsthand the impact that's going to have on your life. So I, I love you know, exactly what you said, that if you've lived it, breathed it, you're a lot more convincing and have more conviction. It's something that you certainly need in the energy industry as you're selling to energy professionals, right? They want to know like, hey, do you want to really understand what's going on with me and my business and what's happening, right? Like they don't really like to do business with people that don't understand their pains firsthand in most cases from what I've experienced, right? Having worked in the field and then gone on to, to be in business development roles, I understand that, yeah, I understand what's happening in the field. I've been there. I've done this. This is what we really need to do. And here's how I can help you. So it always adds an element of credibility. Like you said, let me ask you, do you miss working in accounting at all? Never. Not one day. <laughs> trying to think what about it I miss. Maybe the free pizza, you know, they would bring on those long nights, but <laughs> I can buy my own pizza. <laughs> there we go. But also how has having that experience in accounting, how do you feel like it's helped you, especially now that you got, have gone on to Salesforce where you guys have started to build a division that makes acquisitions of other companies and you have to integrate them into your business. How has it helped you in the role that you're in now? Yeah, for me, I think it's helped a lot because I have a nice solid foundation. And when I think about my career, it's kind of been a series of springboards where I leverage that foundation in accounting to springboard to a company that sold accounting software, but they also sold software for well lifecycle management, for lease administration, for things of that nature. And so I was able to firsthand through that job and that company really learn a broader spectrum of businesses or business divisions within an oil and gas company. And so I feel like I have a pretty good view. And then leveraging some of that background, I was able then to springboard to Salesforce. And we're a little bit different space, not as much in the accounting, but kind of providing digital platforms to help you know provide efficiencies and productivity across the value chain. So I leveraged that foundation to kind of get the Salesforce and I got a wider perspective. So I feel like it's a a funnel, but it's going in the reverse way. So it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm just building out this foundation of knowledge as I'm firsthand seeing people's challenges, helping them solve the challenges, 
you know, helping them, you know, deploy applications, you know, really getting firsthand experience by rolling up my sleeves and getting my hands dirty. Yeah, I want to jump into that. So tell me a little bit or tell the audience rather a little bit about, you know, the experience that you're having now as your division of Salesforce or actually just give an overview of your division of Salesforce and then some of the things that you guys are doing as you're growing. Yeah, so I, I started at Salesforce probably like a lot of the people in the audience going, Salesforce, oil and gas, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. And I actually was working at prior company, a software company, and I was doing sales leadership. I was a sales operations. And so the people on my team actually leveraged Salesforce to administer our sales program. And I went to Dreamforce, which is our Salesforce's big conference. And I was blown away just by you know, the whole Silicon Valley vibe, the technology. It was just seemed like a breath of fresh air from what I was used to with more, I would say, just more legacy technology. I would say in the digital space and oil gas, typically it's been a laggard. So it was a breath of fresh air. I was like, wow, that's just so cool. And then I just kind of was searching and, and saw that Salesforce was hiring oil and gas people. I was like, what? Salesforce is building an oil and gas practice? I want to be a part of this. You know, I actually went over here as an individual contributor, had a leadership role, but said, you know, I just want to be part of something. This is exciting. And since these seven years, we've built up this energy practice and continue to. So what that means is we're, you know, we're, we're hiring people with industry backgrounds. We're making acquisitions of industry solutions. We're building out industry-specific solutions. We're going to market with industry-specific messaging, products, things like that. And it's been a really exciting journey as we've grown this business to, you know, a couple people kind of dabbling in, in oil and gas and energy to now, you know, I'm sure if, if I thought about it, we're, you know, big company, but I'm sure there's a couple hundred people in various capacities that are focused on the energy industry right now. And that continues to grow. So what is the overarching objective? Is it to be, you know, like one of the, the biggest service providers of technology to oil and gas or industry or energy industry? Because I know when, in the pre-show, we talked a little bit about the different segments of energy industry. Can you talk to that? Like where you guys are focusing now, and where you plan to focus later on? Yeah, I think we want to be kind of, I think of it almost as an engagement layer, and I see there's a lot of these companies have these back office systems. You know, we're, we're never going to be the SAPs or the Oracles of the world, the ERP systems, mm-hmm. but we can really help, you know, accelerate value in and around those back office systems. And I think we can do that across the value chain. So most people know us in oil field services and downstream oil and gas just because they have customers. Most people know us as CRM first and foremost, but we can do a lot more and people are doing a lot more with our technology. So when you get into places like midstream and upstream, especially where they don't have customers, so they're saying, well, you know, Salesforce, you're just a CRM. And we say, well, you know, we started as a CRM, just like Google started as a search engine. Amazon started as a bookstore. They're a whole lot more now. (laughs) Yeah. But those same digital capabilities that help people engage with their customers, you know, accelerated workflows, mobility, collaboration, analytics, strong APIs, those are equally valuable when you talk about connecting and and partnering with joint venture partners, landowners, suppliers, stakeholders, you have to engage with all those people, no matter where you are in the value chain. So I think we want to own that kind of, you know, person to person connection space. And and that's in the oil and gas where I really focus, but I think we're really having exciting growth, which is a little bit outside my area of expertise, but kind of tangential is the power and utilities. So because that is a customer focused business, both B2B and B2C, 
It's, you know, going through a disruption, I would say, with the move deregulation and what you're seeing there, the move into renewables. So I think we really want to own that space specifically, and we're having tremendous growth. Maybe that's kind of a foundation as we expand our oil and gas practice. Yeah, that's great. I think that let's go back to what you mentioned is most people think of Salesforce as CRM, right? But you guys are so much more than that these days. And and you continue to be. And is that through R&D or has that been through acquisition or how has that started to come together? Yeah, it's probably three things. It's organic growth through R&D where we built out capabilities. We have something called an experience cloud, which is essentially is a portal that you can collaborate. And it was originally designed for, you know, collaborating with your customers, B2B customers around, you know, orders, cases, things like that that you do. But it's really valuable when you think about the oil and gas space with working with your supplier ecosystem. So I think it's organically taking some of those products that have historically been focused on a customer type business and seeing applications outside. And then I think the second kind of leg of that school has been the acquisitions. You know, we are an acquisition company. We bought Tableau, which is a powerful analytics tool, probably well known and utilized in oil and glass across the value chain. We bought something called MuleSoft, which was an integration platform, really big integration platform. We just bought Slack, which is a big collaboration tool. We're still kind of, you know, merging that and into our organization. So not sure how that value prop is going to work out, but we're doing these and then finding there's big opportunities to add additional value to our energy customers. So that's the second one. You know, you've got organic growth, you've got the acquisitions. And the third one that's really cool is we have this ecosystem of partners. We have something called the App Exchange, which is our version of the App Store. So it's an ecosystem, a marketplace, and we allow people to take our technology and build out applications for different industries and use cases and then host them on our app exchange, our marketplace. So I feel like customers are not only getting the innovation that we provide, but they're getting this innovation from this partner ecosystem. And we have about, you know, I lose count. I'm sure it's north of 5,000 partners that are building out purpose-built applications for industries like oil and gas. So there's a water hauling solution that someone built out on that platform. There's an EHS solution. So Salesforce might not build out a, you know, EHS application specifically designed for oil and gas, but we have partner companies that are doing that on our platform because it's a very agile, highly adaptable platform, and they're taking those to market along with us. So I think there's a lot of growth in a lot of places. That's super interesting. So you guys are developing like your own app store. So like a lot of app developers that got into developing apps for Apple are now starting to develop apps for Salesforce in that marketplace. So Correct. you're seeing a lot of people take, you know, I guess what it's like open source API and, you know, which is application, was it interface? I forget what API stands for. Cause I, I always hate saying API on yeah. an energy show cause it's not American Petroleum Institute. Right. Yeah. But it's application it's the connectors. That, I don't yeah. know the acronym either. It's the connector. So every, anything connect anything else. I forget it off the top of my head, but it's like application program interface or something yeah. along those lines. Right. And so that allows you to tie in with Salesforce, the technology of Salesforce and use it sort of as like the, um, the base of your code. Right. And so, yeah. And it's a little bit, so that's true, but also this platform, so the way I explain it is we built out CRM capabilities, other capabilities, field service capabilities on this underlying platform. So all we've done is we've taken this really strong platform that's easy to configure. We like to say clicks, not code, declarative, meaning you can drag and drop and build out stuff. 
And we built out purpose-built solutions to solve business challenges like sales, service, field service, whatever it is. Then our partners have taken that same underlying platform. So it's built on the same platform and they've configured, coded, built out specific capabilities to solve business challenges. It's almost like the iPhone that you just go, yeah, I want that, hit the button and it goes right into your system because it's built on the same platform. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to have those APIs. It can do APIs to other systems and we have that as well. Things like DocuSign, everyone okay. uses DocuSign. So DocuSign has built an API integration to Salesforce and that's on that app exchange. Wow. So it's a little bit of what you talked about where people built out pre-built connectors mm -hmm. that are then available as well as built out full product solutions. There is one called Financial Force that is a full ERP general ledger accounting system built out on the Salesforce platform where they've taken that platform and they built out a general ledger and financial accounting system that people are leveraging to run their business. And as a previous accountant, I'm sure you can appreciate that. <laughs> I, I can. And I can tell everyone, don't get too excited. It, it's not really designed or usable for oil and gas because there's a lot of nuances of oil and gas with joint interest billing and revenue accounting. So just was using that as an example, but it's right. really exciting for more, you know, other industries that don't have those complexities. There's, you know, thousands of companies that are managing their general ledger and financial accounting on Salesforce, and they don't even probably know it. They yeah. know they're using financial force and they have no idea that's a Salesforce application. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, Editor-in-Chief here at OGGN. Just a quick interruption to share a few things that are going on in October. We have not one, but two industry mixers this month, one on October 7th and one on the October 21st. Just check out our social. They're always great events, and the money that you help us raise goes to fight human sex trafficking, and you get to network with oil and gas executives. We have a new show just came out, Energy Transition Podcast. Also remember, we have 14 other podcasts for your listening pleasure. And then the end of this year, we'll be full media partners for the 23rd World Petroleum Congress, December 5th through 9th. The World Petroleum Congress has not been in Houston over 30 years. So make sure you put space in your calendar. Come check us out. And then finally, join the OGDN Street team on LinkedIn. It's our all-volunteer group that's really going places. I'll see you again next month. So let's jump into some of the experience that you have around bringing new businesses on board as Salesforce makes these acquisitions, right? Because like you mentioned before earlier, you guys are basically a newer division of Salesforce. So you're almost acting as if your own startup in your own right, and but who's well-funded and has a lot of capability, right? A lot of backing. So you have the ability to go out and, and make acquisitions and, and you've done so, the company has. What's that been like integrating those new businesses into Salesforce and talk to some of the, you know, obviously your experience and some of the challenges and how you had to overcome those challenges? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And it's been a mixed bag and a couple experiences. So one of the acquisitions we made when we really started going down this path was something called Velocity. And so Velocity was a company, it was an app exchange company. So just like I talked about, you know, we have these partner ecosystems and they kind of said, hey, Salesforce is great, but it needs to be more industry specific. So they started building out capabilities, add-ons, configurations specific for industries. And they targeted about seven or eight industries and energy was one of them. And so they kind of did that. And ultimately Salesforce said, wow, this is, this is the path when you go down. And we made that acquisition. And so in that acquisition, it was almost like we were able to get all of their industry focus. It was a little bit of the tail wagging the dog where they were more mature in how they were going to market industry. So we learned a lot from them and we kind of used, I would say, their their go-to-market motion, kind of their organizational structure 
and we adopted that as part of the acquisition. So instead of us, you know, making them kind of merge their go to market and their organizational structure to us, we did the reverse yeah. because they were pros at going in industry. So I would say that's been a really, they're all positive experiences, but that was really exciting because I feel like we got a, a stair step improvement in how we're going to market because they had been doing it for so many years. Then we made what other acquisitions, things like MuleSoft and Tableau, which had really significant footprints in energy, but never really sold with an energy mindset. And that has been a bit of a struggle, just kind of saying like, hey, how do we take those solutions and speak the language of our customer? So whenever yeah. we inherited them or acquired them, I said, hey, how have you got to market oil and gas? I want to hear, see your oil and gas messaging, your energy messaging, your solutions, all this stuff. And they didn't have a lot of that because they didn't really yeah. go to market in industries. So we've had to build a lot of that from scratch. So I'd say that'd be the challenge. I think Slack's going to be the same way. I don't think they've typically gone to market with an industry lens or perspective. So yeah. we kind of have to build that out and take their capabilities and their solutions and kind of funnel them through this messaging process and translate it to like, okay, what does this mean for oil and gas? And there's a lot of work involved in that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's really interesting because like I said, I think it's really interesting the point you made about Salesforce allowing themselves, really allowing you guys to adopt practices from the company you're acquiring, right? Because like you said, it's usually the opposite. Right. And I find that if you're acquiring a company for any specific reason and you find that they have something that, because you're obviously spending money on them because you like something about them. Why not adopt practices that they have? Because that's obviously what got them to where to be attractive for acquisition, right? And I think that sometimes gets lost during the acquisition process. I've seen it firsthand where company has bought company X, company Y bought company X, and they're integrating company X into company Y, and they're no longer being reminded of, or they're no longer seeing it as well. You guys, we acquired you for this reason, but you right. know now we're going to change the way you do business. Or And it usually has these long-term negative effects, not just on the business, but on the people. And people is obviously, as we both know, in being in energy, that's people is your bread and butter, right? You have to allow yourself to be open to new ideas, new concepts. And I think Salesforce historically has always been that way. Just link, thinking back to like the genesis of Salesforce, as you mentioned, you know, they've constantly evolved as they've grown and they've seen like opportunities and they understand like there's a lot that we don't know in certain segments. So we have to allow people like yourself who are subject matter experts to come in and help us, you know, develop these strategies to go to market and, and be better as a business. So I think that's really interesting. What other experiences would you like to mention that you've had in this role that are really applicable to as you scale a business? Yeah, two things. One, I did want to just comment on that because I agree a lot. And we talk a lot about a beginner mindset. And what I really love about being at Salesforce is I think all the way up to the executive level, we really have that beginner's mind. When we go into those acquisitions or new industries or whatever, we're going in humbly and listening to the people and saying, hey, we don't know it all. We'd like to learn from you and see if there's better options out there. So I think, you know, I agree with you. That's really been part of the secret to our success. You know, as part of the scale up, the other thing that's really exciting right now is this whole energy transition and sustainability space. Yep. So I can't have, you know, one conversation. I feel like even when I'm at the dinner table with my kids, they're asking me about ESG. You know, like, <laughs> I can't get away from it. Every conversation we have with every customer, they want to talk about that. And I think Salesforce is doing some really innovative things around that across many industries. We, we saw a need for, you know, how we did our own carbon accounting. It was a very painful process. It was a six-month process on spreadsheets. And wow. because we're technologists, we said, hey, why don't we leverage our own technology to build out an application to do that? And we did that. 
And we started sharing <laughs> that with people and they said, well, why don't you sell that to other people? So we've now built out something called the sustainability cloud to help people from any industry better manage their carbon footprint, carbon tracking, reporting, auditing. So for me, that's really the exciting space, the ESG, sustainability, energy transition, where I see renewables. I see a lot of focus on that across our practice. And I think Salesforce has done a lot of things around thought leadership around that that would apply very well to the energy industry. And we're just starting to kind of merge those forces together. And I think that's a really exciting thing right now because it's tough, right? People are struggling with how do we report on that? How do we improve it? How much do we need to improve it? We still need to be profitable. You know, you see the super majors doing all kinds of interesting things. And we want to be on the forefront of that. Well, and you also bring up a really interesting point because you said my kids are asking me about this. And, you know, (laughs) that's something that when you think about the industry as a whole, we need to do better and work hard to attract and retain young, new talent. And the younger, newer talent, they care about those things. You know, not to say that we don't, like the people that have been in the industry for a while, we also care about them. But we also understand that, hey, look, we have to keep moving forward as we continue to, to make these strides to be better. But we will not attract or retain new talent unless we are really starting to take it seriously like ESG. So I think it's really interesting that you guys are doing that. And I think it's interesting that technologies like Salesforce are entering the oil and gas space because that opens up avenues for the younger generation to enter the industry, right? They could say, yeah, I want to work in oil and gas, but I want to work for a technology company in oil and gas and Salesforce could be a good home for me. Or I can create technology that Salesforce might like, and I could be an, you know, an attractive company for acquisition later, right? Right. So I think that's really interesting and utilizing technologies like Salesforce in businesses because you can have somebody that doesn't work for Salesforce, but is a Salesforce subject matter expert in your business to you know be your architect, right? And so I know that that's something that companies are really starting to look for now and they're starting to, where do you see that going in the future? Like people hiring people that have Salesforce specific experience, like the architect experience and the developer experience and things of that nature. Oh, it's a great path to be on. We talk about the Salesforce economy and I don't know all the numbers off the top of my head, but when we look at, you know, IDC did this report it's going to be millions of new jobs over the next several years with those skill sets, admin, architect, developer, not to work for Salesforce, but to work for our customers because they need those people in house to do that stuff. I think at one point, if you went to uh, indeed or one of those top job sites, I think they said three of the top 10 jobs were Salesforce related with skill sets. And I've seen firsthand people that have, you know, these are life-changing opportunities for some people because yeah. if you have that admin skill set and we have something called Trailhead. So anyone that wants to learn more about our technology, go to trailhead.com. And it's kind of a gamified self-service learning module where yep. you can get applications, you get, you know, trial orgs of Salesforce and you can go build stuff and configure and you basically train yourself to take an admin certification. If you're an admin of Salesforce, I mean, those are, you know, depending where you live, those could be seventy five hundred thousand dollars a year yep. jobs. And I've seen that, you know, firsthand people saying, yeah, you know, I don't have a college education. I was doing this and I did the certification. I got these credentials. I had a job here. I've got a job here. And it's been life-changing for people. You know, so any of my relatives, you know, nieces and nephews are going to college. I say computer science is the way to go. <laughs> you know, come work for Salesforce. If you got a computer science degree, you'll make a lot of money. 
But even if you learn admin and certification, you can go work for our customers. And those are really well-paying jobs. And you don't tell them to get into accounting. <laughs> I don't tell them to get into accounting at all. But but I think you made a good point about the, the oil and gas. I, I would like to see more of this young talent get in the industry. Yeah. And I'm hoping with some of the things I'm seeing around the energy transition and, and some of that, it's going to affect the culture. So I agree with you and I'm hopeful. Yeah. You mentioned Trailhead and I've taken a look at it before. I get a lot of information from a bunch of different sources. And one thing I would like to mention is that it is free to use for military veterans. So if you're a veteran, Salesforce has a huge initiative to train and hire veterans. So if you're a veteran, a military service veteran, you can get on that platform free of charge and train for free. And I think, you know, they even have like prep courses for the admin exams and things of that nature, which is super reasonable by way of price and to take. So, I mean, I, if we're trying to get into, you know, technology, that would be a great avenue of approach for sure. Yeah. And there's even something called VetForce. So people go check it out. So there's a group that even does kind of mentoring of vets. So you don't get access. And I've done that personally, served as a mentor and they go through kind of a program. It's all free where they do the training, but they're also getting coaching, career advice, and they meet together. Well, pre-pandemic, they met together. Hopefully they'll do that again. <laughs> and it really is a path to an admin or architect role. And it's really kind of a guided path with mentors along the way. I've done a few cycles of that. It's, it's really impressive to see that firsthand. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of the experience that you've had scaling, helping scale up this division of Salesforce. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, what it is that Salesforce is really starting to bring to the table for energy companies and, and some of the ways that you're able to help companies beyond just a standard CRM. Yeah, I mean, what we're seeing is historically energy companies are really good at the process perspective because they're process companies, but they're not as great as the people perspective. Like giving people the right tools, the right information at the right time to their job. So we're helping people kind of engage those employees to help them be more productive and enabled. We're helping people drive decisions based on information, not intuition. So, hey, let's get the right information to make a decision based on analytics or you hear a lot about AI. So kind of democratizing a lot of that data that might have been historically you know, locked away a data scientist or someone might have been able to, to analyze the data and, and look at stuff, but let's serve that data up at the right time. And a, a good example of that I always use as a field worker. So historically, a lot of field workers, whether they're doing a work order, doing an inspection, that's been a paper-based process. So we're providing mobile tools in their hands where they can, you know, easily record what they're doing. They can get instructions. They can get FAQs, help documents, data on that piece of equipment. So I would talk to someone at a refinery and say, you know, I'm carrying around this big binder that has all the specs on all this equipment. You know, I'm going to look at something at a refinery. It's not like I see it. I'm riding bicycles, you know, 100 yards back to the main office to go look something up. And it's three hours later and I haven't started working, but we're giving them a mobile device now and we're providing all that information in their hands. So when they go there, they're not carrying those binders, but also they can do their work quickly. If they have a question, they can put on the mobile device. Someone can get notified. So fostering collaboration and really just streamlining work that's going on in the field. And some of that work might originate in a enterprise asset management system like a Maximo or SAP. And that's okay with us. You know, we're not saying, hey, use us for that. We're saying, hey, if you're scheduling those there, that's fine. Or that's the origination. But we can be the work execution engine for your employees in the field. And there's a number of instances across all kinds of use cases. And that's where I see kind of the big value. Also a lot with collaboration and working with the ecosystem of partners and I think that's the value of cloud is now the data is available for everyone. So, you know, oil and gas has a lot of partners, joint venture partners. Right. And upstream, they have 
uh, a supplier ecosystem. You know, the Halliburton's, the Summerstages of the world, the Weatherford's, lots of oilfield service companies. So you have to work closely with them because the health of your business and sometimes the health of your employees' lives depends on it. So if you can provide digital tools to collaborate with them and provide information so you're all on the same page, I think that's really valuable. And those are a lot of things we're working on right now. That's awesome. Jason, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk with the audience today and and tell us a lot about what you guys are doing and your background. And and I think it's so interesting. I think Salesforce is, I think, to be honest, I think Salesforce, yeah, being that it's it's been around for a little while, I still think it's really early on, especially in energy. I think there's a lot of growing room. How can the listeners connect with you? How can they find you, get in touch with you if they have questions or want to just maybe learn a bit more about you know how you made the transition or opportunities at Salesforce and, and so on and so forth? Sure. I'm happy to talk to anyone. I'm all over LinkedIn. So Jason Olbickson, and that's O-L-B-E-K-S-O-N. So you can find me on LinkedIn. And then if you want to learn more about what Salesforce is doing in oil and gas, you can go to sfdc.co.co slash oil and gas. Okay. And we've got an information site there with a lot of these use cases, customer success stories, things of that nature. But I'm always happy to personally talk to anyone that's interested in talking to me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I also want to thank the audience. Thank you for coming back to the Energy Scale-Ups podcast and listening. Before we go, I want to remind everybody that to enter to win this weekly giveaway, which is a backpack provided by our sponsor, Halliburton Labs, and also rate, review, and connect with any feedback that you may have. With all that being said, I just want to, again, thank you, Jason. I appreciate you being on the show. And you know, listeners, just keep up the fire and we'll see you on the high ground. Thanks, Jose. I appreciate the opportunity. Join us again next week for another episode of the Energy Scale-Ups podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.